Hey everyone, so welcome to the roadmap. As I said, Benzinga's NFT show. I'm super excited about today's show. We got Doge Pound joining us again. Let me go ahead, bring on co-host for today, Benzinga's own Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy? Living the dream. You know, first off, before we kick off today's episode, I just got to give a shout out. I watched Benzinga Live today, our lunchtime show that started at 1130. And I mean, it's not every day that this happens. I, of course, working from home, not at Benzinga headquarters, but Benzinga welcomed a special guest today, a former NBA player, All-American, first round draft pick, Al Harrington, who had a great NBA career played for several teams, and he now is a cannabis investor. He talked all about that. He also talked about his relationship with Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, and others. So if you're interested in cannabis stocks, cannabis, and more, that was a great interview. Make sure you watch that after today's episode of The Roadmap. It was good. Yeah, I mean, it was so cool to see him, you know, in the office with Spencer uh, and AB and Javier, of course, tuning in, uh, you know, from outside the U.S. to ask questions as well. I enjoyed it and, you know, highlights again how important Benzinga is providing that access to the everyday retail trader. I mean, where else are you getting this kind of interview? And speaking of interviews, Brian, we had a great one yesterday and we've got another one today. We have John joining us from Doge Pound, and I'm excited about this. We had him on before, and of course, we talked, you know, about Doge Pound. We talked about Doge Pound puppies, and now we get to focus on what's next for Doge Pound, right? They changed their name to Doge Pound Studios. We're going to get to hear why they changed their name and what's ahead in the gaming market. I want to shout out everyone in the chat, and guys, if you're in the chat live on YouTube right now, Make sure you smash that like, you subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. We already got a couple uh, super chat tips out there. So thank you to, you know, you in the chat for those super chat stickers uh, and keep those comments coming throughout today's show. You'll see them appear live on screen during the interview. If you are watching live on YouTube right now, Brian, without further ado, I think it's time we should bring on our special guest. So welcoming back to the roadmap, we have John from Doge Pound. John, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on again. I think doing, this is the third time now, Chris, right? Yeah, third time with third me. Time. Uh, I, I'm glad, you, you know, I'm keeping count and so are you. So we're, <laughs> we're excited to have you back. You know, I, I can say, you, you know, that this has been one of my favorite projects to follow along, right? Uh, you know, obviously, I've been, you know, a, a Doge holder, uh, Dogecoin that is, for quite a while. I've engaged with that community, written several articles about it, love it. And now we have, you know, Doge NFTs and Doge Pound, you know, has been one of the better performing NFTs out there. And the community is amazing, John, Uh, you know, interacting on Discord, Twitter, and, you know, just shout out to you for all the success that this project has had. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I got to give a lot of credit to our our team and obviously the community. Um, I can't take too much of the credit. It's been, yeah, definitely been a fun ride. I appreciate everyone. Oh, it's all you. (laughs) (laughs) You do sound a little modest, John, but it's always nice to have people come on and, you know, thank other members of the team. So we will accept that. But uh, (laughs) our, our hat is off to you as well, you know, for this community. So 
so John, I mean, as I said, we had you on a couple times and we talked a lot about Doge Pound, Doge Pound Puppies. And before we get into the new transition, the new name, for anyone out there who's not familiar with Doge Pound, I mean, the few people that aren't, if they're watching or listening, can you just give a brief background about the history of Doge Pound and Doge Pound Puppies? Yeah, so we launched in July. Uh, feels like it's been years now. Feels like it's been a long, long time. Um, <laughs> I feel like we went through a kind of a traditional roadmap with NFTs. We started with the the Doge Pound NFT, and then we had the puppies after that, and then we had some holiday collections. Um, as far as whatever NFT and community is all about, we're now our focus is going to mostly be on gaming, and um, you know we're, we're trying to also focus on, on on things for dog lovers. So we also started a Doge Pound shelter, which is in East Africa. Um, yeah, it's been super fun. It's a mix between uh, people that love NFTs, love gaming. And you love dogs. I'd say those are kind of our core focuses. It sounds like that covers a lot of people out there. Uh, so, John, I mean, I, I highlighted it at the top of the show. You just hit on it to this transition to games, um, blockchain. So there was a change of name. If you look at the Twitter, if you look at the name, uh, you know, other places, this is now Doge Pound Studios. So walk us through, you know, why the decision to change the name and what Doge Pound Studios kind of encompasses uh, in the future. Yeah, I think it just gives a better, much better interpretation of what our team is trying to do. So we still have the Doge Pound NFT and we still have Doge Pound Puppies. Those names will never change. But at the very top, we have the Doge Pound Studios, which is just trying to exemplify what we're trying to make with our project. So underneath the studio, we're going to be trying to make this a little bit more clear in the coming weeks as we rebrand um, a Doge Pound Studios website and the Doge Pound NFT. So the studio at the top is our, I guess you could say our umbrella company. And then underneath it, you'll have various projects um, like our games, like Doge Pound NFT. And then the OG collection, which is Doge Pound NFT, is what gets access to everything that our studio makes. Um, so I think it just fits. It fits better with what we're we're going to be doing long term. Is which we truly are a studio or a group of people that have been making. We come from the mobile gaming industry, and I think it's just a better example of uh, what we'll be doing long term with with games and and not necessarily just focusing on one NFT. We're going to be making a handful of products long term. Awesome. So John, you you just mentioned mobile games. So you know. That's something we hear in the NFT space a lot, right? It's on a lot of teams roadmap, you know, that in the future to launch a game. So you have experience as well as your team in the gaming space. So without sharing too much, um, you know, that may out some of the members here, what kind <laughs> of gaming experience do you guys have? And how does that set Doge Pound Studios up to be successful in the NFT gaming space? Yeah, and to be clear too, um, when we make when we do some of our website rebranding, we want to give a little bit uh, better clarity of who our our team members are. We you know we don't really care if we remain anonymous. I kind of identify now as as John Lemon, but people know my real name is Kyle, and you know they can find me on social media. It's not we don't care to be uh, completely anonymous. Um, so we hope to actually provide better clarity to that, and I think they'll actually provide a, an extra layer of trust too when we can kind of redo that rebranding. But. Uh, um, as far as our, our background in mobile gaming, um, yeah, we've done over 100 million downloads in, in mobile gaming in the past, uh, been featured by Apple, uh, I think five or six times in the past. Uh, we've worked with a lot of the biggest 
publishers in the mobile gaming space, uh, helping them bet games and get games from other studios and find successful ones. Um, the most, I guess the most popular game, I don't know if you'd be familiar with it or not, was uh, Run Sausage Run. I did about a, uh, I think that alone did close to uh, over $50 million. I'm not even sure of the exact Jeez. number anymore. Um, but yeah, we, we come from the mobile gaming space and, and that's what we're really good at. And that's why we just want to continue. To, I think last year, you know, all of us are trying to figure out what, what we should be doing long-term with NFT projects. And we just really want to focus on what we're good at, which is, which is gaming. Um, I don't ever see us being like a triple A studio. That's not necessarily our goal. Um, but we do want to be a long-term publisher of blockchain-based games. So we're, we have a handful that we're working on right now, um, about seven games that we're working on wow. at the current moment. So it, yeah, it's exciting, but we just want to focus on our strengths is really what it's, it's mostly about. Awesome. Yeah. So um, one thing that we hit on uh, with our last few guests too is uh, the utility that NFTs or tokens have. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the token that's coming for the Doge Bound? Yeah. So I, the, I think the best example that I always give is uh, it's going to take a little bit longer for this to fully play out. But our, our grand vision is that at the top, we'll have this umbrella token, so to speak. And then within each of our games, they'll all be played or earned, and they'll have their own in-game economy and in-game token. So each game will have its own economy, and then our token will have its economy at the very top. Um, so it's just managing all these game economies among all the various different games. It's a very big initiative to take on. I think the, you know, I hate to always use them as an example, but I think the best example of what exists on the market right now is something like Gala Games. They're kind of someone that we yeah. model, want to model ourselves after a little bit. Um, at least to a certain extent. I think that's the best example I could give. So you have an umbrella token and then you have all these economies within each game. So we'll start out with some more simple turn games. The first game that we're going to release is a game called Super Dupers. It's uh, actually a game that we haven't even shown off at all yet, but it's uh, uh, a game that we made previously for mobile games in a, in, a, in a certain capacity, had really, really high retention rate. And it's something that, in theory should should set up well for something like this in the crypto space but again a lot of it's going to be uh, learning for us as we go to awesome <clears throat> well we have a question from the chat that's pretty interesting um what l1 chains are you guys going to build on um that's something that we're still trying to decide actually um you know i could see us testing stuff with binance i could see us testing stuff uh just just staying on ETH, you know, it depends, you know, we can't truly make a game that has tons of interactions right now on ETH. It's still, you know, would be really, really expensive to do. So I think there's creative ways that we can stay on ETH. Um, I, I think there's creative ways that we can use Binance. There's creative ways that we can use IMX. Um, the first game that we make is probably just going to remain on, on Ethereum and it won't be super, uh, you know, blockchain heavy, uh, in terms of the interactions in the game. So you might buy the NFT and then it's going to be in the game, but you know, every single uh, interaction won't, won't be interacting directly with the blockchain, if that makes sense, because it's just not yeah. feasible right now. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, to kind of circle back, because I wanted to cover that question, um, what utility would the token hold for uh, people who actually hold Doge Pound puppies? What utility would uh, would you have for Doge Pound puppies? So we... Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are coming out with one game that's that's built specifically for Doge Pound Puppies, and you guys have maybe seen some trailers for it. That's going to be a play to earn. Um, trying to think what the best example would be to give, kind of like a, um, 
like a Tamagotchi style game, like interactive yeah. Metaverse mm-hmm. Tamagotchi style game. Um, that that'll be played to earn, and you'll you'll play that directly with your your puppy NFTs. Gotcha. And we're hoping to release that uh, probably in the next four to six weeks. I think is when we'll at least have the beta out for people to start playing it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, but in some way, I try and always hit hit this home as much as possible. You know, all the the various projects that we make under Dogecoin Studios, we really wanted to, at the very least, benefit the OG collection as much as possible. So there is always going to be even if we don't have the token out for a while yet, um, there's still always going to be various perks or various initiatives that help uh, the OG collection as much as possible. And, that, and that's super important to us. Everything we make. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Will will people have to own, um, you know, some of these NFTs in order to play the games or will there be games, games in the future where maybe for outside the Doge Pound community? Yeah, our, our main goal with a lot of these games is that if you own the NFT, like Super Dupers, for example, it'll still have the standard 10K PFP collection and there'll be incentives to want to own the actual NFT, but we don't want to close off uh, everyone else from not being able to play the game because, you know, if we're doing that, if we're just always confined to, let's say, at the very max, 10,000 people, which in a lot of cases, right, it's only, you know, 4,000 to 8,000 people, it's, it's still a very small amount of people playing your game, which I don't think is super healthy. So, most of our games, we're trying to keep that in mind and, and build them in a way where it makes sense to still own the NFT and there's there's perks and advantages to doing so, but then still let other communities play the games as well in some sort of capacity. Awesome. So, John, I mentioned you know that I have owned Dogecoin for quite a while now, and a name well known in that space is Billy Marcus. Um, my, my co-host here, Brian's actually had the privilege of, you know, interviewing him on one of our shows and I saw that Billy was named an advisor to Doge pound and you guys are working with him. Can you share any details of what that relationship looks like going forward? Yeah, actually, you know, Billy's really interested. So, I mean, we've had many conversations with him since we launched the Doge pound. He's been really supportive of us. He's actually more so interested in the, the gaming side of things. Um, I think for, you know, for, I'm sure you guys can articulate this to a certain extent. He's not necessarily as involved as getting involved with the token side of things, I think for legal reasons, but he's very interested in the gaming side and he's, he's looking into some of the tokenomics and, and trying to figure out how he could, could fit in and help us as best as possible. So the relationship is, is still pretty open-ended, but, but his true interest is, is on the gaming side of things. He just likes, I mean, really, he just likes having fun, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, great guy. We, we love really interacting fun. with him. And uh, I, I was I was happy to see that because I think that's a great fit, obviously, for, for this project. Um, so I look forward to hearing more about that in the future. Uh, John, I'm going to shoot my shot here right now and go straight for the uh, alpha. So there was a <laughs> there was a secret free NFT that was teased by Doge Pound a, a little while ago. I'm wondering if you can share any kind of update on when we will get that or get more uh, news on that ahead. Yeah, I actually probably, I can't share much else on this yet because we're still trying to plan out the storyboard for the treasure hunt for this. We want to make it just a really, really fun community and make it a little bit harder to achieve. It's going to be something that you can get completely for free. Um, I also might do something similar for, uh, my own NFT. I, d- I just like testing things to be honest, like doing things for fun and, and giving them, I won't charge people for them. It'll, it'll mostly be for.
what they want with it. So uh, we're still working on finalizing the the treasure hunt, so to speak, with it. But but I think it's going to be really fun. I'm drawing inspiration from um, some various. I guess this could be a little bit of a hint. I'm drawing inspiration from some various board games I played recently. <laughs> okay, okay, that we'll take it. Hey, I got to shoot my shot right because uh, I know myself, uh, like many others, will be uh, trying to get you know that treasure hunt and that free NFT. So uh, if I can get a little bit of information out of you today, uh, that you know definitely uh, is something to look forward to. So. Uh, John, you know, outside of uh, the Doge Pound NFTs, you, you've kind of served as a springboard for other projects, uh, offered some whitelist access, helped out behind the scenes. So with the transition to uh, Doge Pound Studios, is that going to be something that continues at the same pace, kind of lessens, or what will that look like in the future? Um, I think it just changes a little bit internally for us. So a lot of the projects that we had on the launch pad last year, uh, we were, you know, internally actually helping a lot of these clients, these celebrities, these influencers. Um, the launch pad is still going to exist. We still want to get our members in front of as many good projects as possible, but it changes for us a little bit in the respect that we won't be working quite as hands-on with with some of these projects on the launch pad, which, which I think is completely fine though. You know, for us, it's just about, really just getting people in front of quality projects that, you know, that are good for them to be a part of. That's, that's really what's most important. So we just want to make sure we focus most of our efforts on, on gaming now and, and not so much on, uh, I guess you could say client projects. Gotcha. <clears throat> well, um, we hear, you know, the metaverse is the biggest topic, you know, out there right now. Everyone's going to be into the metaverse people are going to be involved in the metaverse and it's pretty much going to encapsulate what we do on day-to-day life eventually in my opinion what do you think that uh what can you say about doge pound being in the metaverse or doing anything to incorporate that into the project yeah i want to well so we are working on some games that are um i guess you could call them metaverse related we have one that's more like a post-apocalyptic robotic uh uh, colony, so to speak. And then we have another one that's, uh, you know, again, this isn't really a fair, fair comparison, but it's more like Minecraft voxel style, uh, metaverse. So those are two internal games that we're making. And then we're also working on, um, just building out our experiences. We have land and sandbox and we have land in the central land. I think it's going to be really important to have some sort of experience in those places as, you know, they're, they're the most popular metaverses that exist right now. Um, as well as the Nemesis and, and potentially other ones like uh, NFT Lands has been kind of interesting because uh, you can build it directly on, on Minecraft. Um, yeah, I just want to have our our uh, NFTs in, in as many places as possible, as much utility as possible. So you'll also see we're starting to do um, some connections with with various gaming studios like My Pet Hooligan and The Race and... Um, Oh man, I'm forgetting the name of the one I just spoke to yesterday, actually, to be honest. That's <laughs> all good. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question kind of? I don't know if I... Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I just kind of want to see where you guys were at. Um, another uh, interesting thing that you guys have going on is your Discord server token. Can you yeah. kind of, uh, you know, expand on that? <laughs> yeah, I hope... I don't even know if I can do a very good job explaining it, actually. This is... Uh, <laughs> mostly a community uh driven uh aspect of our discord discord that that came about it was started by our community manager woods um yeah it's just it's just meant to be a way to reward the most active discord members i i um 
honestly haven't used it too much myself. I need to get in there and make myself more familiar. Shame, with shame, shame. Earn the token, yeah. Maybe Chris or Brian, you guys might know better than me, to be honest. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll definitely dive into it. Yeah, I want to dive into it more because that definitely sparked my interest. Uh, you know, I, I, I can say I'm in a, a, a lot of discords and, you know, obviously they, they provide rewards along the way, right? You can get whitelist access to that actual NFT, to future and other NFTs, uh, you know, so there are some rewards along the way, but I think the, the token aspect of Discord is definitely really interesting. And I was happy to see, you know, that that's something uh, Doge Pound's doing. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. I mean, you get to do these various activities and, and you know, by, by chatting every day or by doing playing these little mini games in the Discord, you get to earn the, the DPS Discord token. And then uh, we have rewards that are pre-planned um, that people can, can earn over time. And we'll probably just keep adding to that as well. So it's cool. It's just a, just a, a way to reward the most active Discord people, which we definitely should be doing. Gotcha. Do you guys have any partnerships you guys want to announce or, you know, you have in the future coming up that you can disclose? Yeah, I think some of the more fun ones uh, coming up, at least in the near future. So we have, we still have a 3D uh, Doge collection coming up with Steve Aoki. Um, he's going to have music in our collection. That'll be a fun one. Um, we're working out, you know, we have, we have a really good relationship with people like my pet hooligan. Um, I think we'll do a lot of really fun things with them. They're, they're really I think, I think they're a brilliant studio. Um, the race, which is a horse racing game. We have a partnership with them. Uh, we just did a, oh man, there's, there's actually a lot of partnerships. I feel like I'm going to botch a lot of them. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> just yesterday we announced a partnership with Ethereum towers. Um, oh man, who else? I almost need a list right in front of me to know all of our partners. There's, there's a, there's a lot of awesome communities that we're, we're partnered with in some sort of way. And I think for me, that's, that's almost kind of the fun part of the space too is you get to work with a lot of these awesome communities and figure out, you know, creative ways to, you know, to bring value to both of the, both sides of the deal. So it's yeah. fun. Yeah. We love that. I mean, that's one of the the key words I always use when talking about NFTs, right. Is community. Uh, I mean, yeah. you build relationships, you build friends along the way, people you've met in real life and people you've never met, right. You meet them in, you know, a discord or other places. And that goes, uh, you know, all the way down to, you know, uh, us investors or collectors and all the way up to the actual teams working with other teams, you know, on future collaborations and projects. And, you know, it's just shows the, the NFT community and the markets and how everyone's so engaged and positive with each other. So I definitely love, you know, that side of things. Uh, John, I want to circle back a minute to uh, Discord. You know, we talked about that token. I know when we had you on before, you know, we talked about how active, you know, are you in Discord? And uh, I noticed something recently that you have actually been sharing more announcements, uh, you know, each week, whereas maybe before we'd only get, you know, one weekly announcement or a biweekly, you know, ask me anything or event. We're now getting several uh, announcements or events each week. So, why is it so important to, you know, kind of increase engagement with the community going forward with maybe this transition into games and blockchain? Yeah, I think it's, it's just super important. You know, for us in our community, it's, it's really just about, you know, transparency and communicating to them and making sure they're, you know, truly feel like they're along for the ride and they know it's happening. I think for some people at times it's like information overload too, but 
um, you know, we'd rather give more information than less and, and make sure our community is as informed as possible. And, you know, I think another thing we want to work on this year too, is just, you know, this goes back to more or less what I just said, but making them feel included along the way, you know, getting feedback from them and then responding to which, which feedback we actually put into action. Cause there's, there's so many talented people just in our community and the NFT community. And there's, there's tons of ideas that we've really taken directly from community members and we've put into action that, that comes out of the community itself. So I, I just want to make sure we, that always has a, a very, uh, yeah, make sure it's a big focus for us long term because it's it's super important. There's there's so many talented people in the community. It actually amazes me. There's a lot of people that have uh, <laughs> not to get on a huge rant about this, but there's a lot of uh, even people that have uh, derived from uh, the Doge Pound community itself that have started to make their own projects and started to have a lot of success. So it's just it's really fun to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did see a comment here. Um, in the chat, and I mean, I, I don't want to get into, you know, floor price or, you know, uh, any of that, but we do have kind of this uh, elephant in the room, right? There is the launch of the Coinbase NFT marketplace coming. And I know Coinbase has highlighted some projects that they're, you know, working with or going to feature when they launch. So I guess my, my first question would be, you know, uh, have you held conversation with Coinbase and maybe what has that looked like? Yeah, so we, we actually do have uh, a handful of leads from people at Coinbase. So I'm talking to a couple of people at Coinbase. And then we have one person that reached out to us from Coinbase NFT that we're waiting to hear back from. Uh, so I feel like we're a little bit in limbo right now, but I think we're definitely along the right path. And I, I, I do, I mean, I do expect that we'll, we'll get on there um, in the very near future. I feel pretty confident saying that. <laughs> Awesome. Brian, I think that leads into uh, your next question here. So I'll let you uh, take that one. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the Coinbase uh, marketplace and some of the newer uh, NFT marketplaces, we just had the, a, a person who's invested in looks rare. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about other ones. Um, you know, you have the SOS token with the open DAO. What do you think about all these new um, NFT marketplaces popping up? And do you, do you like the fact that there's a little bit more competitiveness in the space? Or do you think that it should be kind of more centralized and be taken on by Coinbase and OpenSea? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's great that there's competition. I mean, competition just leads way to, you know, products evolving or having Agreed. to move faster. And it's, it helps the consumers a lot. So I think the fact that we're seeing people like Looks Rare and SOS and some of these other ones have success. I mean, there has been a little bit of frustration at times with, with companies like OpenSea. And yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's great mm -hmm. that we continue to, to push this as much as possible. And, you know, the, the best product is going to win in the end, the ones that consumers want to use. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think that there's so much uh, market share to go around that no one really will really lose in in the end you know because you'll find one that fits your needs and use it one thing that's been popping up is um i actually saw this with a doge pound nft someone uh sold a stolen um doge pound yeah. nft and then it was frozen by uh OpenSea, but they were able to get it through looks rare and so there's that kind of uh the sense of who knows if it's stolen or if there's that whole um you know the a centralized uh organization that's kind of controlling a decentralized product what yeah. do you think about that in that in this space that question was a little weird weirdly worded but i think you, you might get what i'm trying to say yeah no i, I it's interesting uh 
yeah, we've had a handful of Dogecoin members express the same problem with us too. And they, I think they think that we can, we can fix it as well. Yeah, Cause you, yeah. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah. yeah. There's like a handful of assets that, that do, I think, yeah, if your wallet gets hacked or if you, you mark it as suspicious and all of a sudden it's, it's flagged in the system and it, yeah, it's, it's just a flaw, I think. And it's definitely caused frustrations for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, hopefully the whole space can get those sort of things worked out and, I, I just hope we can, <laughs> I don't know. I hope there's less, the, this whole decentralized environment, it's kind of a little bit of, little bit of the wild, wild west at times. And that does lead yeah. way to a lot of bad actors as well. So I hope we can uh, find ways to filter them out as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've said it on <clears throat> Moon or Bust when I was doing that show um, that we think that there's a big, there's a really big, it's very beneficial for there's, to have some sort of centralization involved because Mm -hmm. when you have the fully decentralization, there's no kind of rhyme or reason. And it just, it, you, these things tend to happen. So like if something is stolen and it's, it's done, it's said for, there's no way you can get it back. It's not like you can contact customer support for the Ethereum blockchain. So it, it, you know, it, there is a, a, there is some sort of benefits for being a little bit centralized in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I could see benefits uh, as well to a certain extent. I think it just confuses people though, like like that in that instance where your your product is flagged by OpenSea, yeah. but then they can't help you at all. So it's just like, uh, okay, what is this really achieving, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay, uh, last question yeah. on these types of uh, marketplaces. What do you think about uh, these uh, new projects that are rewarding their users for using it? Like you, it's kind of like a reflection fee, but also it's, it's not in a sense because like everyone's winning, but what do you think about that? Do you think you'll see more of it or do you think it'll kind of fade away? Yeah, I, I, I think you'll see more of it. I think people are, are really happy. You know, there's been a lot of people I've expressed for a long time, like, you know, when's OpenSea going to have their own token to reward us for, you know, activity and transactions, uh, you know, they're, I mean, they're at the, the highest level. So they're, I'm sure they have tons of scrutiny that they need to try and get past and, you know, and a lot of legality, but, but yeah, I think that's what people want to see. They want to see, uh, you know, I guess be rewarded or um, try to think what would be the correct word to say, almost like uh, appreciated by the platform. So to speak. yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. All right. My last question before I pass it back over to Chris, what do you think about all the celebrities that are joining in the NFT space? You know, you have Eminem, Meek Mill, all all these big names, Snoop Dogg, all these big names and uh, celebrities and sports athletes are getting into uh, NFTs and promoting some, some have been scans, but most of them just appreciate it and like the art or are jumping on the hype train. But what do you think uh, about that and how it's affecting the space as a whole? Yeah, I, I mean, overall, I think it's good. I mean, it it lends way to more visibility to the space and gets much of their audience and, and the press involved. And yeah, I think it just gets more eyeballs on it. And mm. we're going to need more and more of that over time to continue to evolve in NFTs and, and blockchain gaming and, and all these products. So yeah, and hopefully it can cause a, a greater awareness of education of what NFTs are. I think still what, what we see as NFTs, people just see it as, you know, like little silly PFP piece of artwork that you're JPEGs, investing in. Yeah. Yeah. But long-term it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of really, really cool things that are made with, with the technology. So, I mean, overall, I, I think, it, I think it's good. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think that people do not realize that soon um, NFTs will be how we deal with day-to-day things as a whole. Our, you know, all of our, our receipts that when we purchase something, our our driver's license, our the our mortgages, the deed to the house, deed to the car, all the all these things are going to be tokenized because it's a you know a immutable ledger. And I don't yep. think people realize that that's what an NFT really is. It's not just a profile picture, not just a silly yeah. JPEG. It's it, it's a real world utility that's going to be utilized across the globe. And yep. I think people need to kind of pick up on that and they'll see, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. There's going to be so much cool stuff that happens from uh, NFTs to me is just more or less like a buzzword, right? The technology oh, yeah. is the- the true enabler for everything. And yeah, I, I, it's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. John, I just want to follow up on the celebrity question there from Brian. I, I know that there are some, you know, bigger names and some athletes that do own Doge Pounds. Uh, are there any new names that have joined the Doge Pound community? And maybe without naming any, are there more in the works to come? Yeah. Yeah. We're always trying to get more. I mean, that's, uh, you know, part of our, uh, marketing initiative is definitely to to get more of these celebrities and influencers to want to join. And, you know, unfortunately, whether you agree with this or not, it, it's not always the the best products or teams that are winning right now. A lot of it does uh, revolve around you know hype and <laughs> and and getting yeah. huge celebrities. So yeah, it's it's definitely a something that we is on our checklist, and we're trying to continue to to get more and more people involved. Assuming that it, it makes sense too, we want to have influencers and and celebrities that, that really truly care about our vision and, and what we're trying to do and, and not, you know, not just buy for the sake of buying an NFT. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, John, we do have some questions here from the chat and uh, I'm pretty excited about this first question uh, <laughs> because it is from uh, war dogs too. And it is a question for you, John. And it is, can he tell us more about these nuts project how it came about and their partnership so i don't know if that was just to get me to read it on air or if uh they really want to know so uh i believe that was uh springboarded or whitelisted from doge pound uh any yep. more information on this yeah no i've been really impressed with the the d's nuts community it is a project that came off our launch pad and they do have pretty close ties to our team um we more or less are really the, the same team we operate as two separate teams but it's all um, but at the same time, we are coordinated as one, more or less. Um, yeah, I, they're doing super, super well. Uh, their focus is on uh, building out a casino in the metaverse. And their community is just like organically has become really, really strong. I've been really impressed with it. Uh, I've, yeah, I, I've been super impressed. <laughs> Got him. Got him, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, uh, I don't know, but I'm going to read it anyways because I do know that project. Uh, I, I know that you had some ties to it. So I know it's at least legit, right? It wasn't just uh, to get me to, you know, say those words. There is a real NFT, guys, called D's Nuts. So uh, maybe I should uh, link it in the chat here just to make sure everyone knows. Uh, John, before we let you go, I do see one more question here in the chat from Tiny Pie Media, a, f- a good friend here of Benzinga. Do you think that businesses are basically going to be forced to adopt NFTs for these types of things in the future? So maybe just a little bit on you know some of these larger companies and corporations getting into the NFT space. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think you're you're slowly starting to see it too. With uh, I'm not even sure if I can name all the brands, right? We have you know extreme examples like Nike buying Artifact, and you got Pepsi and Adidas, and I think we're already seeing this initial wave of you know people coming in to NFTs, and yeah, I think it's just going to continue to become more and more prevalent. You know, when we speak to um, let's just say big gaming companies, for example, we worked with a lot of big, you know, the biggest mobile gaming publishers in, in the world. Uh, they're still kind of sitting on the sidelines too, waiting to see how blockchain gaming, um, how it progresses, you know? So as more and more of these use cases and success, um, success projects happen, I think you'll, yeah, continue to see an influx of every brand looking at it in some capacity, whether that's loyalty programs or something fun to do or, uh, you know, even things that Brian mentioned, I think there's many things that we're not even thinking of that NFTs will be used for. Um, so yeah, I think we're just, we're just scratching the surface right now. I truly, truly believe that. <laughs> awesome. Well, John, I think that's going to do it for us. You know, I don't want to take more of your time here. Uh, and you know, we're just so appreciative again, the third time you've joined us on the show. I know that we'll be talking soon. We'll bring you back. I, I just look forward to hearing more and seeing you know, these games come to life. I'm excited for what's ahead for Doge Pound Studios. So thank you again, you know, for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us today on the roadmap. Yeah, thanks guys. Always a pleasure. We definitely want to come back again soon. I appreciate it. Of course, yeah, of course. All right, everyone. So John from Doge Pound Studios, uh, go ahead, smash that like, subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. Let us know, hey, I'd love that interview. Uh, and also let us know what teams we should interview in the future, right? We're always looking for new teams, new NFTs to reach out to. But, you know, it, it's always fun talking to these teams, Brian. And I, I really liked today's conversation, right? Because Doge Pound's already launched a couple successful projects, right? So mm -hmm. we know that there's a level of success there. But there's also future plans, right? We're going to get a token. We're going to get games. And, and it's just cool to hear the behind the scenes information, you know, on what's ahead for the project. What do you think? Uh, I mean, exactly what you just said. It, it, it is super exciting and kind of what um, he just uh, said in, in the sense, like we don't know what's actually going to happen in the future because it hasn't been built yet, but there's a, like, as we've stated, I do a lot of Twitter spaces with Alyssa um, and we do, uh, we have, projects coming on and each one has like some sort of new uh factor into the smart contract that makes it unique which is really interesting and it's everything's in its infancy and i think that we're going to see some crazy amazing projects come in the next couple months i mean they're already out there's a ton already out we're going to keep on seeing it's going to get better and better and better because the technology keeps evolving 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 so I'm pretty excited about it. I did want to say I had my during the interview, I had my first ever <laughs> NFT flip. So I um I didn't know this and I saw my ETH balance in my wallet uh, got a little bit higher, but I put my uh, D's nuts on sale a little after I bought it and it finally sold. I didn't even realize it. And that's my first ever positive flip for an nft so there, there you we go, go. these nuts all around today i guess uh -huh. so uh what what a day uh i mean again great interview uh I, I also love the fact that john and his team are successful 
in the mobile game and the gaming space. I think that's going to transition well for them here. So we wish them the best of luck. And as I said, we'll be sure to follow along and bring John back on in the future. Brian, we had an interview yesterday and Mm -hmm. we talked to Hunter Orrell. He is a uh, NFT investor and also an early investor in Looks Rare, which is a new NFT marketplace. So we hit on that a little bit during the end of this interview, but I just wanted to highlight that token again, Looks, L-O-O-K-S. Uh, it was trading at about 425 at last, uh, last I was going to say look. I hate to be, you know, uh, a pun there, but uh, mm-hmm. up again today. Um, so again, that, that marketplace looks like, uh, you know, it's being successful right now. Um, and speaking of, so Looks is a new marketplace rewarding users, and it also did an, a drop that you could claim if you had traded three ETH or more in NFTs over the last year. There is a new token launching tonight that will be a free airdrop claim what? for people based on uh, gas, right? So we all know that part of uh, buying these NFTs on Ethereum is that there are gas fees. So I am going to drop it in the chat here. And I want to stress this. This is not financial advice. This is just education. So NFA, guys, and in case this is a rug pull, but, you know, again, this is one (laughs) backed by a lot of people out there. And a lot of people have been sharing. This is called fees. So it is more than just an airdrop token, it says on their website. So it says, by claiming your airdrop, You not only claim your free WTF tokens. Yes, that's right. WTF tokens. Talk about memeability. You're also claiming several other items and perks, including an official fees.wtf wrecked NFT. You get access to an upcoming pro dashboard at fees.wtf. And you have a referral link, which gets you scalable ETH rewards. So, you know, we've seen this a lot recently, Brian. So this token is WTF. There's going to be a max supply of 1.72 billion. Um, it's deflationary. And again, it is going to be based on how much gas you spent over the last year. So I was able to go to the website and it told me how much I will be able to claim. I believe it's at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Again, NFA, but just so everyone is aware that um, you know, if you're active in the NFT space, you will be able to claim this token that may go up in value, or of course, it may not go up in value. Yeah, I'm on so it right Brian, now. I'm Brian, what it. do you think? You know, we talked off air about SOS. We got looks, and now we got WTF. We also had ENS, right? The domain name mm, that rewarded that. people who held, right? Oh, this yeah. is becoming more and more of a trend that people who have been active in the NFT space are getting rewarded. And we're essentially talking about almost free money, right? That That, people are getting for being in the NFT space. And as I stressed before, community, community, community is getting rewarded. What do you think of this, Brian? I think it's awesome. I want to see more of it. I've, uh, I've been a part of a handful of airdrops, maybe four of them in total that were substantial enough to we'd be like, holy crap, that's awesome. Like the ENS airdrop, that definitely got, uh, you know, made my uh, MetaMask happy. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I've I've also had an airdrop from uh, the Graph token with GRT, where um, I 
did um, some development using the graph. And if you signed up during a certain time period, um, you get a, a POAP, a P-O-A-P. I can never know if I'm pronouncing that right. But um, you get one of those. And if you hold one of those in your wallet, that they sent you, they sent me like, I don't know, 800 GRT just out of nowhere. I couldn't figure out for the life of me, couldn't figure out where it was coming from until I finally did some internet sleuthing and figured it out. But I, I mean, who doesn't like free money? Right. I mean, of course, you got to pay your taxes on it. And of course, it's not, you know, nothing is free. But in these terms, no one loses. It's not like it's being the taken the, you know, someone you're, you're paying a 20%. Um, uh, what's it called? Whenever you, you transact on a, on a token, you pay a 20% gas fee or, you know, whatever tax fee. It's not like that where you're paying up front. Like these people, like it's all collected and being re redistributed in a fair and, you know, great way. And I, I love it. I would, I want to see more and more and more and more of it. Yeah. So as I said, guys, pay attention to that tonight. Uh, I believe it's 7 p.m. Eastern yeah, time. Four if you go hours, to the, eight minutes. I was going to say, if you go to that website link that I shared, there is a countdown there. So it will tell you. And, and again, it is going to be a different amount for every person. It's going to be based on how much gas you wasted along the way. Um, so yeah, as long as wasted you wasted, like I think it's I think it's 0 0.05 is the minimum, which if you've bought more than one NFT this year, chances are you're at that level. Um Brian, at the end of the interview with John, we just got a little bit into, you know, these big companies and corporations launching NFTs. And there's a new one to the space that I actually wrote about for Benzinga. We'll get that article here in the chat. But just to break down the details for you, Gap, the retailer Gap is launching NFTs. And this is kind of cool because they have different rarity levels. These are based on the uh, Tezos blockchain, so a little bit oh. different than um, ETH here, of course. And mm -hmm. it is done with a popular artist. And the key here is that along with owning the NFT, there is a gamified method that if you can earn your way up to the epic level, um, you actually also get a physical gap hoodie that's exclusive to this NFT project. So what? this is something we've seen these public companies do that I'm excited about, Brian, right? Instead of yeah. just launching NFTs, you know, like like Pepsi did with the the, the uh, NFTs, Budweiser did with the, the can NFTs. Funko was one example, right? Mm -hmm. Toy company where they have NFT cards, essentially. And if you open packs and you get the rarest level, you actually qualify to get a physical Funko shipped to your house. And the only way to get those physical Funkos is through the NFT. So Gap is doing that here, where the only way to get this physical hoodie, right? Look at that image there. I mean, that's kind of sweet, that's not going to cool. lie. Uh, I may or may not be buying some of these <laughs> yes, later I really today. Want one right you, now. you have the next couple of days. Let me let me go ahead and uh, find that in my article. So the common level is what went on sale today. Those can be purchased for either two Tezos or you can actually use, I believe, a credit card to use USD on the website. So around eight dollars, um, and you have until January fifteenth at noon Eastern time. Then the rare level goes on, on sale for around $25. Then on the 19th, we get those epic ones um, around $415 each. And that's to get the physical hoodie. 
But instead of spending $415 on the physical hoodie, you can actually try to, you know, trade and flip your way up to that. I mean, that hoodie, look at that. Like, I, I, mean, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Like I said, you got two days now. So Brian, two days to figure out, Hey, am I going to buy some of these gap NFTs? Um, not financial advice, but a lot of the companies that have done these NFTs have ended up being successful because mm. as we talked about yesterday with Hunter, right? Built in fan base, right? What does Coinbase have when they launch their marketplace that others don't have? They already have millions of members. What does Gap have that an NFT project that's new already have? Millions of followers, right? Social media. They probably have in a large email mailing list that maybe they could send this out to, right? So there is going to be demand for these NFTs. And I believe there is no limit on the common one. But once we get up to the rarer levels, there is a limited supply. So that's something to keep in mind. Again, NFA guys, but definitely wanted to share with our loyal viewers and uh, readers on Benzinga that this went live today. Brian, uh, I, I think we can cover in an upcoming show because there's a lot of details here, but I wanted to share um, something we've talked about off air. I am going to drop the, the link in the chat here. Someone asked the other day, they said... Um, that uh, uh, what can I do, right, if um, I don't have X amount of money to buy a board ape, right? Because they are expensive. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, Rally Road. So Rally Road is oh, a yeah, fractional yeah. website. Uh, go ahead, if, Alyssa, if you want to pull up some of those images from yesterday, I think that'd be the best way to go about today. And like I said, I can share more, or we can do a whole show on this sometime, maybe even bring on Rob, the founder. I've chatted with him before um, for interviews with Benzinga. But if you don't know, Rally Road is a fractional investing site. And it started with sports cards, sports memorabilia, um, first edition books, rare automobiles, rare wine, right? Then they got into uh, some Apple products, right? We had like a first edition iPhone, a first edition iPad unopened, a Steve Jobs autographed computer, right? Highly sought after collectibles they even had a declaration of independence so yeah, if you don't that. have yeah. if you don't have two million dollars to buy the declaration of independence which i'm guessing our viewers don't right i well, don't but i yeah. own shares yeah. in the Be declaration of yeah i own shares in the declaration of independence because i bought them on rally road well rally right. got into nfts and they launched a couple crypto punks first then they launched some board apes. They've got a couple of me bits and they have a chromie squiggle from Art Blocks on. So there is a Fedora yeah, I have a chromie. Punk I right actually there. have like five pairs of them. Yeah. So I have shares in some of these board apes. That's a mutant ape that has not launched That's on the, the one platform yet. Yeah. There's the chromie. So yeah, this mutant ape is coming to the platform later. There is a, a spacesuit board ape. So the thing here, guys, is you can buy shares of these board apes or these crypto punks usually for around $10 when they first launch. And then 30 days after the offering is sold out, they trade on the platform on Rally where you can place bids and offers and the, the price rises or falls, right? Yeah, like a stock, yeah. Yeah, like mm -hmm. a stock, right? I mean, something we know well here at Benzinga. So sometimes you pay a little bit of a premium, right? So maybe this board ape here uh, is worth more on Rally than it would be if you bought it off of OpenSea. But again, 
you don't have to have three hundred thousand dollars. You can buy it for you like know ten dollars at a time, right? Yep. So it's, I think it's a good way for newer people to the space to get in and you get to, you know, sit back and watch along the way, right? So if board apes go up, Rally can decide to sell that board ape or they get buyout offers. It actually happened with the Declaration of Independence. They got a buyout offer like two weeks after it sold out on the platform. Shareholders got to vote. They rejected it, right? So then, you know, the offer goes away, but a higher offer could come in. So that happens with trading cards sometime, right? They had like a LeBron James rookie on there. Someone put in a a buyout offer. They accepted it. And then everyone gets their share price cashed out for whatever the value was. I I just think fractional investing is a good way for newer people to the NFT space or for some of these NFTs that may be out of reach for the everyday person, like a bored ape or a crypto punk. I mean, Rally is not just launching, you know, some of the cheaper NFTs, right? These are highly sought after, highly priced NFTs. And Brian owns some shares in some. I own some shares in some. Not financial advice, of course, but uh, I wanted to share that with everyone because we did have that great question the other day about, you know, how can I get something with, you know, a smaller amount of money and also Rally Road. You don't have to have crypto, right? You don't have to have Ethereum. You can buy these shares with $10 USD. So if you're not familiar with my work, my Twitter handle is there on the screen, at Chris Ketchy. You can follow me on Twitter and also read my articles on Benzinga. Whenever there has been a board ape that has launched on Rally, I always try to get an article out to alert people to first thing, that trippy fur board ape that you saw when we scrolled through the images if we can get that one back up on screen, that uh, so the, right there. So that is one of the 250 rarest board apes out there. That is not live yet, but coming to Rally Road soon. So if you do not have a Rally Road account, I would suggest if you're interested in getting shares of this, you probably want to sign up. I think this one's going to have heavy demand. What do you think, Brian? Trippy for board ape hitting rally soon oh yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna blow up i mean these there's nothing you can do about it these things are gonna be they're gonna keep going up i i think they have a lot more momentum than crypto punks so i think that we're gonna see um the price just keep going and going and going i i I do like this aspect on rally which i just want to bring this point up i do like the aspect of rally that you're kind of you're kind of fractionalizing your uh investment so you don't have to have um you know two hundred thousand dollars and or two hundred thirty thousand whatever the floor price on board ape is um in order to own one and you can still you know kind of profit off or you can still like say tell people that you own part of a board ape but i think that if someone can create a um some sort of product or program or smart contract that you can either build a get a loan against or use your um nft as collateral and then you can actually make money off of your nft like stake your nft all that kind of stuff i think those kind of projects are gonna explode soon if anyone wants is interested and wants to get with me and knows how to do it let let your guy know i'm i'm in I'm and brian's in. twitter handle is right there on screen as well as always if you shout us out hit us up on twitter I try to reply to everyone, um, you know, and and again, I I won't give you financial advice, but I definitely uh, can provide some education 
or put you in the right area to get that information. Brian, we are out of time here. I do want to shout out Tokenizer of Carbon in the chat for giving us that uh, that tip there. Um, again, we got several tips at the start of the show, of course, for having Doge Pound on. And now we're getting one from Tokenizer saying, you know, what a great show. And feel free to hit me up about the environmental NFT projects out there. Um, I'd love to hear more on that. I actually know that we are getting National Park NFTs soon, um, believe it or not. And that will be part of their mission. They'll actually be uh, offsetting their carbon emissions along the way. I believe they're also planting trees for every NFT so that's kind of a cool one. Maybe we can uh, talk about that in the coming weeks. And then also I see the question from Tokenizer, the benefit of owning a rare board ape isn't greater than that of a non-rare board ape. So why is it worth more? So with NFTs, the traits, the rarity is all you know, subjective, right? Some people will just want to own one at the floor price, right? Because as the collection goes up, so does the floor price. Others want to know, um, you know, uh, along the way, they want one that maybe is more aesthetically pleasing or has more rare f features to show off, right? So that is something, you know, that is always going to be there. If you look at the uh, sale values of the trippy fur, they are in the, you know, some of the top 50 sales of all time. So I think that's a trend you'll see because there's only a couple hundred out there. But again, it's all just kind of subjective to each project. Um, but that's what yeah. I've got to say on that. Go you ahead, can Ryan. Use a, like a tool like a Rarity Sniper too, um, that will kind of tell you like each trait, how rare it is, why it's rare, all that kind of stuff. But like Chris said, it is purely subjective and it's all just if someone likes it or not. The rarity does mean that there's less of these properties in the NFT. They're actually like out. So if, it, if there's 10,000 NFTs, only 1% have red eyes or something like that, which some people find more valuable than others. But in all realistic and, you know, and to be real, it doesn't really matter too much. It's all about the floor price. You know, if you can put you can put a bid out there and you can say, I want to sell my you know, this NFT for two ETH because I bought it for one double my money. If someone buys it, someone buys it, you know, or you could just sell it at the floor price and have a higher chance of it getting picked up. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Thank you to everyone who watched live or if you're watching this on replay or if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you all um, and big shout out to all the tips we got today. And again, thank you to our guest, John from Doge Pound Studios for joining us. You can find out more about that project in the description below. Uh, take care, everyone. Uh, take care, Brian. And remember, we do have that airdrop claim happening tonight. NFA. Yes, sir.